Gibbs, welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. Make sure you get your copy through the link in the description. It's myself, Mo Mutsi, alongside me as always, the three-time NBA champion, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, it's a Friday. It's the end of the week. You know what that means, right? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hmm. You got a question. <laughs> I don't have no questions, but the people have got plenty. Uh, we got to give the people what they want. Absolutely. You know, every Friday here on the Hoop Genius Podcast, we answer the questions submitted by our Discord community. If you're not a member yet, it's free to sign up. You just join through the link in the description of this show. We have great basketball conversations in there at all hours of the day, and you can submit your questions for the show. So we're going to dive into them. And I'm pretty convinced that the first question from Mojo Jojo is Oh, Mo whoa. Say that again. Say that again. Mojo Jojo. Shout out. Shout out to the name. I like that. <laughs> the villain from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I'm convinced that Mojo over here is trolling because they asked, will Luca win with the Mavs? If so, what do they need to push for a chip? Oh, yeah. yeah and, 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 and the Discord community knows already. <laughs> well, Andy Williams said if they play the Utah Jazz every night, they'll win a chip because they put a beat down on them this week. Woo! Did you see that last night, Mo? Luca with this triple-double in the first half for 25 points? Yeah, that, Crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that was... That was... And then... Yes. Big Con. Shout out to Big Con. He says... Oh! <laughs> he said... I'm not a gambling man, but I would bet my house on the first thing BJ says. <laughs> they know you too well now, B. Yes, but he, he also says, These on people. that note, on that note, in an age of positionless basketball, why should Luca pick one position to guard? Shouldn't the person he's guarding depend on the matchup? For example, say he's going to guard players you'd class as point guards, then guarding like someone like Shagos Alexander or Darren Fox would be get different to guarding CP0. CP0 is Chris Paul with his zero rings, just in case you needed. The okay, I didn't, I, okay, I didn't know that's, that. That's what the people call there. him, CP0. Well, I, I, I will say this. <laughs> the And those are excellent questions. However, Big Con, right? Is it Big yeah, Con? Yeah, Big Con. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I, that, that's, I, I love that. Big Con. And the other is Mo, Mojo. Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, Mo, Joe, Joe, Joe. Okay, excellent questions. And that provided a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think the I think the 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 latter part of that question is interesting because of the following. Just like you develop an offensive identity, you also develop a defensive identity. And your defensive identity is very important because that allows you to have that's the core of your group especially when you make a championship run because the core of a group of any championship team is we have to be able to stop the opposing team in critical moments during the course of a game, right? There's only one area that you can actually turn up the game and that's on the defensive end. Some nights you just can't make shots for whatever reason. Some nights, you know, the ball is not going in. Some nights you turn it over, whatever the case may be. Some nights, well, the other team might just play better than you. But on the defensive end, Mo, you can figure out how to take something away. And you really become, you take on the identity of your mindset, but more importantly, of how you're going to defend. So in an age of positionless basketball, I would love to think that some nights we can just put such and such on the point guard and such and such. 
but more you you develop habits just like you develop bad habits you develop you, good habits you do but like when the warriors were in their prime run with steph and clay clay thompson would always guard the better player right. of the backcourt of the other team right and that wasn't always the point guard do you, do you know what i mean so you know say they're playing against a team that had a great point guard clay would guard him but on games where they're playing a team with a great shooting guard clay would guard him so steph curry then goes between guarding ones and twos okay so excellent point so let's let's look at that when you're playing in today's game you've heard me say this a thousand times but let's say it again today's lead guards are actually scoring guards it used to be your lead guard was a facilitator passer <laughs> set up the offense do those things now the lead guards today are scoring guards disguised as lead as point guards if that's what you want to call it or whatever it is so when you when you look at the way the game is played today everyone is playing downhill regardless of position you just didn't see guards like Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving who were looking to score primarily and then pass the ball. So what the Warriors have decided to do is their best defensive player at that particular time would always take the best offensive player on the perimeter, regardless of position. The reason being, Mo, is because you want to stop the thrust of the ball, mm -hmm. right? You want to stop the thrust. So is James Harden really a point guard or is he a two guard? Is Damian He's Lillard a system, really a, apparently? Yes. Is Damian Lillard <laughs> a point guard or two guard? Kyrie, you, you know what I mean? Like it's positionless because the the lines like Halliburton, like Mo, you didn't see point guards scoring like Halliburton is doing right now. You just didn't see that, okay? Because those guys were passing and facilitating and organizing and doing all those things. Now this guy just comes down and shoots a three. De'Aaron Fox, John Morant. So the list goes on and on and on. So I understand here for your point, but you have to stop. The key to having a good defensive team is your point of attack. You have to stop the opposing team from playing downhill, regardless of position. Okay? And the way the game is played today, Mo, you, you – Jalen Brunson, I don't care who guards him, you got to stop that point of attack. When John Morant gets back, you got to stop that point of attack. So in the day, in today's game, when you play LeBron James, he is probably one of the best examples. He started out as a, I don't know, three. If you want to say he's a small four, is that the position? But Mo, we all know who the primary ball handler is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's <laughs> like in, in the finals when you guys played the Lakers and it's Scotty Pippen Scottie ends Pippen up guarding is, Magic Johnson, right? Johnson. So you have to, yes, you, you have to. So Scotty Pippen was a small forward for us, but he was the one that was playing downhill. Mm -hmm. Okay, for the most part. And then we had another guy who could score anyway, but Scotty was the one that was the one for us. And then we provided the spacing and then we would play out of it. So that is a great question. But Clay Thompson was unique. You know, everyone's talking about Clay. And I, I've been wanting to say this about Clay. Having a little bit, you know, I, I, I can shoot a little bit. And I've been with a lot of shooters. 
you know, when you're shooting, <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend, a good friend of mine, Trent Tucker, who was a phenomenal shooter. Okay. Mm -hmm. I played with some incredible shooters, Trent Tucker, you know, John Paxson, you know, Steve Kerr, Craig Hodges. These guys were incredible. You know, they all were phenomenal shooters. And I remember Trent Tucker, you know, we all go through stretches. You, you everyone will go through a stretch. You know, I was friends with Reggie Miller and Chris Mullen and all these guys. And Trent Tucker said something to me. I never forgot. He said, when you aren't making your shot, you're just going through a period of adjustments because shooters shoot. Like valid. Yeah. Shooters shoot. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. And I never forgot that. And as I was watching Clay, I was like, okay, he's just going through a period of adjustment. And the only thing, if I were to say something to Clay, is would, would be the following. Just focus on your defense now. Because what we are talking about today is what made Clay special. That's why he is special. It's tough, tough after the Achilles and the ACL. It, it, and, it is and, tough. And, it <laughs> is tough. It is, but the last thing to come, and I said this when he got injured, right? Having multiple knee surgeries myself, multiple. The last thing that comes back when you have a major surgery is your reaction time on the defensive end. Clay Thompson was arguably the best, maybe, or one of the best two-way players at that position provided his importance on the offensive end. I mean, he, I mean, him and Steph during that run, and they're still on their run. They, I mean, it was just phenomenal. But what you admired about Clay was the defensive effort that he gave, regardless of who he was guarding. And that to me is what made him special. So yes. All right. You can't make it. You're, 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 you're in a period of adjustment right now. However, defensively, his impact on the game, Mo, was profound. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mo, was it just like, well, he had like 30 points or something. His defensive impact is what allowed them because their point of attack, regardless who he had to guard, was it was he was a very impactful player. So I would love to see him get back to that point. Now, whether or not he can, hey, your, your body will only allow you to do what it's uh, was capable of doing. But that to me is my, when I think of Clay Thompson, the first thing that comes to mind to me is how selfless he was on the defensive end. I mean, Mo, because that required a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? And that to me is what I'm looking to, to see from him is defensively because he impacted the game for them. He was, the, I mean, Mo, he was their point of attack. How many two guards understood how to impact the game on the defensive end every night, regardless of whether this guy was just a point guard or a, a, he would guard LeBron James. He guard Dwayne Wade. He guard everybody. So I just think that's what made him a special player. And that would be the one thing that I would remind him of why he is a hall of fame player um, is because of what he could do on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Harry Bridge wants to know, who do you think will be the next players to take potential off their name? By the way, mm -hmm. this is how you know the people really mess with you, because these are just like your catchphrases coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah. potential oh, off their, so, name their name. Oh, is it that? That's... First time All-Stars or All-NBA. Well, we'll start with All-Stars, because All-NBA, we still got a while to go, okay. right? So let's say first time All-Stars this year. 
Well, I Jamal say- Murray has to be an awesome. He, by the way, he put an edit. He said outside of Tyrese Maxey. Um, but okay. we'll talk about Tyrese Maxey in another question just later on. But okay. first time All-Stars this year, I think Jamal Murray has to... What well, You would think, but he's, he, he's he's missed a lot of games. He's though. missed well, a he lot back of games. He, he, yeah, he's back, he- but he's not fully back, right? Yes. So, well, I mean, I've said this before. Jamal Murray, is, to me, is the best player who hasn't been named an All-Star yet. Mm-hmm. Now, he's coming back from injuries, so forth. I don't know if he'll play enough games to be named an All-Star, but clearly, he is an elite-level guard, clearly. The one who's taken potential off his name without question is Halliburton. He's here. It's no more going to be, could be. He's taken that off of his name. Halliburton now is a, you know, he is a bona fide star. He was an all-star last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But but, but do you you know one thing that I heard just on this topic? Do you know one thing I heard that was Anthony Edwards, right? And and this is why he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. He was talking about being an all-star last year. And he said, no, 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 I wasn't an all-star last year. I was only there because someone got injured and I was the injury replacement. That doesn't count. And I was like, most players be celebrating however they get to the all-star team. And rightfully mm-hmm. so, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when he said that, I was like, damn, this guy's really the guy, you know, that well, he's, he doesn't out, even yeah. count that in his head as an all-star appearance. And he wants to be there in the starting lineup. So Tyrese Halliburton last year for sure. And now this year, he's just solidified himself. Anthony Edwards for sure. Um, but first time all-stars, Paolo Banquero, I think he had 42 points the other night. Yeah, uh, Paolo, Paolo, do you Paolo, think he makes the leap hey. to all-star this year? Well, based on how they perform, I, I he think he should to. be named. Yes. If, if they maintain this, I mean, what are they, second or third or something? Mm. If they maintain that, let's just say they're in the top four or five, I think you have to you have to do that. You know, last year, I thought Jalen Brunson really, like, just took a leap, right? But clearly now he is, you know, the, you know Halliburton. I just think he's taking a leap now to let you know that wasn't a fluke. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? He, I think he's just... Jalen really Brunson, do you think he makes his first All-Star appearance this year? I, I think he does. Because people I were pretty mad he didn't make it last year. Well, I mean, there's always a player or two who was deserving, right? There's so many players that are deserving. And he was one. Because, Mo, I mean, he just... I mean, we always knew he was a good player. But, Mo, I mean, he was just sensational last year. I mean, that was like a... Arguably a career year. I don't know if you can duplicate that. Maybe he can. Yeah. But... I, I think he he based on his body of work, I think he should be there. Um, you know, we talked about Anthony Edwards. You know, Shea. I, look, Shea was first team All NBA, so I don't know if he's definitely there. He, he, yeah, he's that ain't there. a question. He's an MVP. Right? Race. Um, you know, I, I okay. What, what about else. Desmond Bain? Because he's hey, obviously been hey, balling hey, you know, without John Moran. Okay, now, when Char Morant comes back, do you think he'll be able to maintain how he's playing and Mo, make an all-star team? That's, that's a great call. Desmond Bain, Mo, you know, he had 49 versus my Pistons last night, and I felt everyone. <laughs> <laughs> See, this okay. is why I didn't want to call you last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. looked at the Pistons schedule, and what was the last thing I said to you before the game? Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah, if said, they don't win yes. tonight, I don't know if they're going to win till 2024. Well, Desmond Bain, okay. Actually, I, I want to go back. Jaron Jackson Jr., <coughs> excuse me, a year ago, I thought he took that step. He's, he's here the now. Defensive player of the year. Player of the year, yeah. So he's here now. Desmond Bain now, 
Now you're looking and saying, when John Morant gets back, what could be? You follow? I mean, Mo, are, those two now, If, if when Ja gets back and Desmond Bain, you're saying, that's a that's a heck of a backcourt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They put themselves <laughs> as a combination. Now, <laughs> who you going to guard? You know, you go, you, go, you go take this work, okay? So Desmond Bain, as we're talking, might be the next guy. I mean, Mo, you, he's been carrying this ship, Mo, and just keeping them quietly, you know, six, seven wins or something they have. Ja gets back, you know, you, you, you win eight out of ten, and all of a sudden, Mo, you're back in the game. Yep. So, do you think I he's going to be credit. an all star though? That's the Mo, question. He, hey, Mo, he could be. Mo, I if he when Ja gets back and they start play, let's just say they play, they 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 play seventy percent. They win seven out of ten until All Star break. I think you have to look at Desmond Bain as the the catalyst for keeping this thing together. I mean, Mo, you take your best player out for twenty five games and you're still in the hunt someone deserves that credit. Their coaching staff, the team they put together. The presence of Marcus Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. <laughs> just being in the build, that's pretty funny. Well, you, you saw so, when he was going off with them on the bench and he was telling yeah, them how I, embarrassing I, I, it is when they were losing. Like, come on, man, you need so, that. I mean, team. I mean, Mo, I mean, Desmond Bain this year would be the centerpiece of, if they get to the playoffs, it's because of Desmond Bain. I mean, leading the charts. Clearly, there's other people that are involved in this, but you have to give him a large majority of that credit. So okay, I think I've Desmond got two Bain more names. Might be the guy. I got okay. two more names. Uh, number one, Mikael okay. Bridges in Brooklyn. Well, I mean, I, I, I thought I thought never I thought misses he was, games. I thought he was. I thought he got his love. Twenty six yeah. points a game. I thought he. I thought defensively, he really. He became like a an all defensive player in Phoenix. I thought that's yeah, where he arrived. But now he's added the offense to it. He's putting up over twenty points almost every night. Well, you know the thing that's always the thing that always I admired about him was when guys would go down with injuries, whether it was Devin Booker would miss some games, CP three would miss some games. He would always step step into that and plug and play. Mm-hmm. He would always step in. And then when those guys would come back, he would revert back and concentrate on his defense. So I always respected him as an offensive player. I think now it's just required of him. And you would love to coach a kid like that because he understands the game. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I think, you know, some players where they need their offense to kind of get themselves going. Well, he's figured out. He's I can play defense around. every night. Yeah, he's all he the way around. And then if you uh, need me on the offensive end, I can do that too. So I respect that about him. I think he could sneak in as a reserve on the all-star team. Um, oh, yeah. Do, the, do I think he's deserving, Mo? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. deserving. The, the yes. final name I have for you to make that first all-star appearance is a rookie. And that'd be Victor Wembenyama. Because you've got to remember the fans mm-hmm. vote. He could have the entire yes. nation of France voting for him. Or what's the population yeah, I, of I, France? You know, I think they've lost what, like twelve in a row or something, Mo. They, no, they, they've they've lost crazy amount of games, but, okay, but there's but, sixty-seven million people in France. <laughs> if half yes, of them vote, I, he gets I, the most I, votes out of everyone. <laughs> I I agree with that. Now, here's a player that I I by personal pick, right? Is the kid uh, uh, Jalen Williams in OKC? In in OKC to to be an all star? No, not to be an all star this oh, year. Okay. But he is a guy. 
talking about taking potential off, isn't it? Now, okay, well, um, let, well, let me get to the next question because this ties okay. in well. Okay, um, AD Cristiano. Oh no, sorry, I, did I pronounce that wrong? AD Cristino says, "Which other players in the league do you think are competing with Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey for the most improved player award at the moment?" Now, obviously, oh. on this show, we've spoken about Maxey a whole bunch. We've spoken about Tyrese Halliburton a lot. Um, so, so I think that leads into what you're saying with Jalen Williams, right? Well, yeah, Jalen Williams is a player I think is going to. I think he could take another step. I think he has the potential to be like an all-star caliber player. I really, I, 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 I've been watching him. I'm going. He is. He could be a very fascinating player. Mm. Okay. And, and then when Josh Giddy gets to jail, then he's going to have even more of the ball. Oh, stop it, Mo! Stop <laughs> it. I, I think he is a fascinating player. Um, the player. What, what was the question again? The player that most can, uh, most improved players. Improved. I think. I think well, I th- a name that I, has to be in the mix. My guy Alperen Sengun, who I've been telling yeah, BJ yeah, about yeah, for yeah, about yeah. five years now. Yeah, Alperen yeah I think he's. I think he's there. I don't um, even know if if he's improved that much or if he's just finally been given the opportunity to show what he can do. Well, when you, I, I love players who play winning basketball. Yeah, you love players who put up numbers. Where did yeah, that yeah, come yeah. from? My, my favorite oh, player, BJ, oh, my oh, favorite oh, player oh. is Marcus Smart. If I love numbers, that would not be my favorite player. Well, well that's well, impacting oh. winning. So don't bring that to me. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think this kid is Shin Shingun. Shingun. Yes. He is playing excellent this year. However, I think Halliburton, hands down, is the most improved player. This year. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But we're saying who else yeah, is in that conversation, yeah, right? Yeah, I, he, I, but, I think he's for the record, there. I think Maxi is the most improved because Halliburton, we knew he could do this last year. And like the leap isn't that surprising to me well, from watching okay. him for a year. This is what I didn't know, but maybe you knew it. I didn't know that he could do this as the number one guy. I've been I've been watching him for a while. I, yeah, I, I didn't watch I did now. I, I didn't know, and you know, Maxie's playing with another all-star. Okay. It's not like you're coming into your 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 initial report is let's stop. Yeah, Maxie. yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that to me, and that's a that's a big difference. Okay. And when you're playing as a primary ball handler, so that I means he has to he has some responsibility to distribute the ball. I mean, that's the one thing I thought he was going to excel at at the next level. I thought, oh, he could pass. He could run a team. I saw that. What I didn't see was the three-point shooting. And the, the weird form that Halliburton has when okay, he shoots Okay, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, okay. It's 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 a little awkward, but But hey, it's money, whatever, though. <laughs> it, 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 whatever works. I didn't see, you know, he's got a little wiggle to his game. And Bo, I mean, he he's had the size. I, I already said, I knew he had the size, and he's put this all together now, where he's playing Mo free and easy right now, <laughs> like Mo. And it's not like you don't know he's coming to the game, and he's doing this as the number one guy. It's and, not and like, like he's playing even with in Joel. games where he had a bad first half. I think the other night, and then the second half, he absolutely went crazy. Or there was the game I can't remember who was the opponent, but he didn't score in the fourth quarter. Because they were double teaming him, but he made the right read right. every single time. And yeah, I think yeah. it was like a comeback win. So let me ask you this. Piers McGlinchey says, which player has surprised you the most so far this season and who's been the biggest underperformer? Is Halliburton for you then the most surprising player in term in, in a positive way? Well, Halliburton, again, I, I, I love it when players 
just, you know, you because when you draft a player, you're drafting him on what you think he's going to become. Mm. Right? You're draft, you're basically looking and saying, I think this guy can be X, Y, and Z. And I love it when players exceed expectations. Right? I, mm-hmm. I love that. I mm-hmm. mean, that to me is like it's like it's like a fun exercise. You go, I knew I thought he had a chance to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be this good. Halliburton has done that for me. Like, I was like, man, I, I, I kind of missed this. I didn't expect him to shoot the three like this. I didn't think he had wiggle in his game like this. And at least I didn't. The people I spoke with, I didn't hear anyone saying, we think this is the guy that could carry a team as a primary sc- score, ball handler, distributor, and put a team on his back. Like, yeah, I, I liked him. He had good size. I thought he could pass, do some things. I thought he was going to be a really good player. But I didn't have him like this, Mo. Mm. <laughs> like, I mm. didn't have him like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it, and it's always fun because that's what makes scouting so much fun because you don't, you can't evaluate what's inside of a player. Yeah. You know, their heart. Yeah. And this yeah, kid, I, I, I didn't see this, but maybe, maybe think, you did. I yeah, no, for me, most, the best prize for me, Scott Barnes and his three point shooting. Um, you know, because he's made a real step up on that. But in terms of the biggest underperformer, I think that has to be Jordan Paul, because we all expected him to go to Washington and be able to just absolutely rain down buckets all night long. And he has been horrific compared to what we expected. Who's been the biggest yeah, underperformer for you? Or under, would you agree uh, with that? Under, you, you know, when I watch Jordan Poole, when I watch Jordan Poole, you know, I, I, I would say this because it happens to everyone in their career. You're going to be on good teams and you're going to be on bad teams. It's much easier to play with good players. Oh, yeah. But but when I watch him, it's like he'll turn down wide open shots to take some extra dribbles and overcomplicate what he's doing. He's just trying to do too much. Well, I, I, when you go, when you play, when you play on a team and you play a winning brand of basketball, you don't know that's different than playing on a team where you're struggling every night just as like compete. Okay. And right now, every player will tell you this who plays privately. They may not say it, you know, during the course of their playing career. You know, but when you, you, you learn the difference of playing on a good team and a team who's not so good. And what Jordan who is learning right now is that there is a difference when he was open in Golden State, that ball that ball found him. Yeah. It's one thing I know about Coach Kerr. Coach Kerr will demand that you pass that ball, right? I mean, he he he. That's one of his guiding principles to make sure that they get a certain number of passes or something during the course of a game. Well, I can assure you, watching the Washington Wizards, I haven't watched them a lot, but passing is not right now one of the things. I'm sure. The coaching staff there are, you know, encouraging these guys. But right now they're learning how to become a, a good team. So I didn't expect Jordan Poole to suddenly go there and be able to carry team. I didn't. I, 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 I no, that wasn't even that wasn't. Now, did he have glimpses? Did he have? Did he show you like glimpses where he would come in and score off the bench and you do things? Yeah, I mean, but that was his role. I mean, he was stepping into Clay Thompson's role. I mean, Mo, that's a. That's pretty good. That's a that's a that's a good like. He, Clay Thompson goes out and they're saying, "Hey, we need you to score twenty a night." I mean, Mo, that's a pretty good. 
That's mm-hmm. a pretty good role to step into. Okay. Now he has to go there and carry responsibility. And and we talked about, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, it's easier, Mo, to come off the bench than to play as a starter. So I think he's going through his learning curve of what it means to be a starter in this league. That's why you have to appreciate Steph Curry because Steph Curry has taken on this responsibility as the primary player on his team every single night. Mo, he gets no argument from me or what, however he does it. He's figured that out. Mm-hmm. The player who, the player for me, who's probably, and, and I'm not disappointed, right? I'm not disappointed, but the player for me, Mo, who I'm waiting for, and it's a lot, and a lot of this has to do with his, you know, he's just had injuries, right? And I and I'm saying this because I really want this player. I even picked him to win the 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 play in is Zion. You think he's been an underperformer? Uh, uh, Mo, when I say underperformer, I'm saying this. Because I picked him for MVP. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mo, Mo, I'm saying this. Sometimes, Mo, you just have things that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. I just want to see this young man healthy and playing. Okay, Mo? Because when and, he plays, and, no one can stop but, but, but it. Stop it, okay? And what I'm saying, Mo, is not that he's under... When he plays, Mo... That kid is 25 and something every time he plays. I don't know what his stats are, but he seems like he gets 25 points every night, no matter what. Okay. He shoots an incredible high percentage, right? I, I remember watching their one, one game last year or something, and they said, this guy's putting up Shaq numbers. Yep. Well, he had a game this year where he didn't miss a shot. Like, okay. come on. So so yeah, who's uh, who's uh, the biggest underperformer then, though? Because well, I, well, well, if you uh, the biggest under, I just want to see him have the biggest underperformer is the Clippers. I'm going to say the Clippers team, just in general, the, James Harden and the Clippers. The Clippers, what? The Clippers are underperforming. Mo, think about this. They're not even in the play-in, and they have what and, the, the number one salary bill or number two. And, I don't and, know. If and it's Mo, the Warriors. There's no secret what they're mo. Their secret is we're trying to win a championship, and you're not even getting to the play. Now, is there a lot of basketball left? However, the Clippers right now, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, these guys have been seriously injured. Like mo, when you get injured, you're injured, and that's my whole thing with Zion. I think this is a selfish thing. I just want to see this young man yep. play. Mo, mo, we just need some sort of cure for injury. Mo, we- yes, I just want to see him play. I mean. Because when he plays, Mo, I mean, Mo, he's like one of those things you're saying, I've never seen a, a guy play mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, yep. So I, But the Clippers team is probably the biggest disappointment thus far in the NBA season. Well, the last question here from 11CJR says, is there a trade market for Zach Levine? Because there doesn't seem to be any rumors about a potential trade going down. And here's the thing with that. If you listen to our episode from a few weeks ago with Mr. Scott Perry, you would know why this is the case. Because he kindly explained, and a lot of people were mad online about the fact he said Zach Levine isn't impacting winning at that level because he doesn't really ever make it to the playoffs. Um, And he has a huge salary that goes along with him. So I'm not surprised that there aren't a ton of potential trade rumors about Zach Levine because to acquire him, you either have to give up almost all your depth or a superstar making the same amount of money for a player with very little playoff experience. And if you're a contending team trading for a max player, you would want a guy who's got experience in the playoffs, not is going to have his first taste of the conference finals 
this season after you traded for his 40 million plus salary. So that would be that. And we're going to have Mr. Scott Perry back on the show on Monday. So we can talk some yeah. more about trades and what goes down. Yeah, you know, you know, make it, listen, you know, look, it's always fun to talk about trades on the outside, right? It's, it's always fun. You're just like, Hey man, trade this guy, get this guy. Hey, however, okay. Well, when, once you become, you know, this GM, you're the, actually going to have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come in, then all of a sudden people are going to say, well, Mo, how come you didn't do X, Y, and Z? Because Mo's going to have to balance the books. Mm-hmm. Mo's going to have to make <laughs> financial decisions in whether what player he's going to put out or trade and what player he's going to receive back in the trade. So when you start looking at players, you know, we're talking about Zach Levine. Mo, that's a big, that's a... <laughs> That's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a big re- right. And if you trade for a player of that salary, you are expected to bro, win a championship. Bro, that, 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 Mo, that just comes with the territory. This isn't what. Listen, listen. Let's say it here. Zach Levine is a terrific basketball player. Absolutely. Okay, that, that's that's a fact. There, there's no that's question a, about that. Listen, my they, yeah, my no, philosophy no. on this is right. The supermax salary slots. In my opinion, if I'm a GM, I only want maybe there's only five guys in the league that I would want taking up that much salary because it's a salary cap. So you have to balance the rest of the roster with it. So if it's not Giannis or Jokic or LeBron or Steph Curry type players who are tier 1A superstars, I wouldn't want a player in the tier below to be making the same money as that top tier superstar, because if you're if you've got a player who's not in that same caliber, you've got to have superior depth. But having a player like this, unless you're going to pay the maddest luxury tax bill, doesn't make sense to me. In my humble opinion, and that's not a, a knock on Zach Levine, but yes. there is a lot of guys in the league who make supermax money who I don't necessarily think, with that money being made, are going to lead you to an NBA championship. Right? Okay. Yes. And from. One perspective, I agree with everything you're saying. However, Mo, however, when you are building a team, as you and I, we do, right? You and I, that's what we do. We do all day. Mo calls me, I call Mo, we do this, and we go. We've, we've rebuilt every team in the league 10 times over. Okay. However, when you have these situations, how you build a team, Mo, when something works, they may not value that player over there, but he is incredibly valued here. Okay. Oh, yeah. No and, doubt. And, and no just, doubt. A, just as an example, Draymond Green may not be valued. Yeah. Uh, for On another any other team in the NBA because he doesn't. But play the what same he role. does for the Warriors, there's incredible value. Okay. And that to me is all that matters. Once you find something that works for you, you value that. That's called culture. Mm-hmm. That's that's what the Miami Heat ha- is showing you year in and year out. You may not value whatever that player does and say, well, he can't do that here. He can't do well. Maybe he can't, and that doesn't make he's a bad player. That's why you make trades because you because another man's problem may be another person's opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's why you make these trades. 
mm-hmm. in the first place. Just because it yeah, yeah, like there, like I mean, Mikael Bridges we talked about earlier. He was a role player on offense in Phoenix, got to Brooklyn, and now he's putting up 26 points a game. Uh, Laurie Markkinen, when he got traded to the Utah Jazz, no one expected him to become an all-star and be able to do what he does. But in this specific case of Zach Levine, I don't think there is a team, or maybe people will say Miami, but I don't think there's a team where they're going to trade for him and he's going to become an all-NBA defender. You, you know, <laughs> he's going to change his game. Right, my, He's my, an elite my, scorer and he's that's what he does. My late grandmother, rest in peace, she would rest always say, she would always say, there's a lid for every pot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she wisdom. Always, yes, she would always say that. So, off the top, but I don't know. Like, who knows? But, however, there is a place. There is a place for him. Why? Because, Mo, he is an exceptional, exceptional athlete who happens to have a unique skill set. He can shoot that basketball, Mo. I'm right. Okay? Now, do we see him in the current role on another team as the head guy or the lead guy? Eh, okay, that's debatable. We can debate that. We can say whatever. However, Mo, put in the right place, in the right scenario, in the right system that fits him, Mo. That's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty okay. So the wisdom is there's a lid for this. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? There, yeah, there's a yeah, lid. Yeah, there's a situation for everyone. There's a lid right? for every pot. Okay. And we just have to find it. You know, I don't know what the right situation or the right scenario it is for him, but there is a place for him mm-hmm. because I know one thing. And all of the things we can say, whether you're a Zach Levine fan or you're not, that man is a talent. And I know talent. That man is a talent, and that man is a a, a, – and talent wins in this league. So, in saying all of these things, because everyone has made great points about who he is and who he isn't. But, however, here, we go by the one principle, real name, no gimmicks. No gimmicks here. No gimmicks. The little that I know about him, he's a terrific kid. Great guy. He can score that with him. Score, yeah, yes, yeah. We had a terrific great conversation. Fantastic. You know what I mean? I'm not pretending like, you know, you you said I haven't spoken to him recently here. But the little I do, I do know about him. Great kid. Terrific player. And all those things. But with this, now comes the responsibility. And that's why his name. And as my veteran... My vet told me, Bill Carwright, when your name is not mentioned in the trades, that probably means you're going to be out of the league. Mm. And right now, his name keeps coming up because everyone knows, but I think it's going to take a unique situation for him to get to that's going to be able to say, this is who he is. It's just tough with the sat. Like, if he was making ten million less, I bet someone would have traded yeah, him already. Him it's just yes. money, right? Like, and, take and, ten million off his salary, yeah, take five million off his salary. Someone probably pulls the trigger on that deal. And what? And, but, and what yeah, it's just and, but Mo, this like is you said, what's probably going to happen. This is probably what's going to happen. It's probably going to take a year or two for the salary cap to go up, mm-hmm. so that they can absorb the move. Or a player saying that he wants to leave their team and he's not going to stay yes. in free agency and then they'll get Zach Levine in 
so that he can stay with them. There's all these situations. But that has been another episode answering the amazing questions from our amazing Discord community. If you want to join and have your question answered, feel free to hit the link in the description. Come and join the family. Get involved in the conversations. We appreciate each and every one of you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the finals of the in-season tournament. We'll be back with Parking Lot Perry on Monday. BJ, you ready for the uh, first ever in-season champion? You know, it seems to be a big deal. I, I'm, 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 I, I don't know how to feel about it, but do I will th- be watching. Do you think they could raise a banner in the arenas? Like, well, well I don't they're know. They're getting what rings. They're giving an MVP of the tournament. Like, I don't know. Yeah, okay, well, can I say something? Okay, I want to say something about the rings. I saw them give rings for summer league. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. I got a championship no. ring. The NBA 2K, yeah. 25 years. I got a championship. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I, don't I, even, I didn't even show you it, right? I'll show yeah, you on the next yeah. episode. I have a championship Please. ring now. Yes. So I don't know what to think about all this. Well, <laughs> you know what? I mean, well, this is what. Shout like, out to NBA 2K. Okay. Get yeah, a copy in the shout out to everybody that's doing. But I saw them have rings for summer league. Yep, and I don't know what to think anymore, Mo. I'm just going with this. I just, but what I do know, Mo, what I do know, is in June every year, you and I will get a chance to say this was the best team in the NBA. Thanks. Okay, and all of the other stuff that we go through. Hey, we got we we got to go through it. Whoever's the in season tournament, I don't know what that means. Do you get like bonus points? I don't know what you that get five hundred like, grand. That's what you get. Okay, yeah, okay, and then you, you spend it in that. Vegas that night and go home like nothing happened. Yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> so I don't know what all that means. However, this eighty two game schedule mode to me means something. It means something to us. You and I do this show every day, and I appreciate you for that. I appreciate, appreciate our listeners. You. I appreciate the listeners because they tune in to us every day. And mm-hmm. that means something. So thank Thanks. you for doing that. And uh, and we get a chance to talk about the game we love. So that, that to me, and anyone who has an opportunity to do something they love more, that's just a true blessing. Blessing. Biggest that's blessing. That's a blessing. Biggest so blessing. We get a chance to do that. I spend time with you. We talk every day. I mean... My wife was like, you guys do the podcast every day and then you talk all day. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that's what, that's you can't beat do. it. You, there's nothing better than talking about sports. Uh, yeah. Come on, man. There's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Yeah. Um, so I'll see you. Right. Uh, I'll see you later <laughs> today. I, I, I will <laughs> see, see you in about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, I appreciate you. I'll catch right. up with you later on. Make sure you guys at home subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and most importantly, get buckets.